I'm Aria Schwartz, along with my co-host tonight, Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the WNBA Insider Show. Each week, we cover different topics important to the W, using X's and O's along with key stats to bring honest and critical analysis. We're talking WNBA Finals here. Rachel, welcome. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm excited, nervous. <laughs> don't don't want don't want game to one game one to come because I know that means we're at best four games away uh, from the end of the season, or I guess uh, five games, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I just I just don't want this season to end. I mean, it's been a great season. I've had a lot of fun uh, covering pods with you and Pat and others that we've had on the show, and I just want more WNBA basketball year round. I mean, I, I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. There are ways to make it year-round, but the good news is, is we are not there yet. We still have at least at least three, is just to kind of help you out, um, at least three games left at max five. And my God, I, I, I honestly, this is going to be a hell of a finals. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, it's going to be intense. It's uh, DC is going to have to come out very physical. It will be really interesting to see how – Seattle can handle that. I mean, look, both of these teams were in just bloodbaths in just, I mean, heavyweight bouts where headshots, body shots. It was just a ridiculous match uh, for both teams. Even even for Seattle, who kind of had, you know, early wins, those were not easy early wins. In the game that Seattle got blown out, I think that was the the biggest difference of any of these two series is um, – but I, I just think, I don't know who, all right, let's start it off this way. Give me a prediction, Rachel. Who's winning? No, no, no. I'm joking. Don't worry. Um, I was going to hit you with that <laughs> real quick. I was going to hit you with that. No, um, I, I guess, you know, coming into this game, I think the obvious answer is DC, but which team do you think is more, more bruised, more beat? Probably DC. Just initially, that's my first reaction because of the obvious, but you know, both teams have, Injuries that they're dealing with, key injuries with key players. Deladon, who is not at 100% with her knee. You've got Sue Bird, who's obviously wearing a face mask, um, which didn't seem to affect her the other night. But still, nonetheless, both injuries that, you know, kind of kind of play um, a huge part in this. But, you know, in terms of who's more bruised, honestly, I, realistically, I think Elena is going to be about as great as we can see her. Um, in terms of being as close to 100% as we can see her. Um, both teams are just playing at such a high level right now. I mean, that's why they're in the finals. So um, especially that mentality coming into a finals as a competitor, as a player, any sort of tiredness or any sort of injury or things that you might be battling with, in my mind, um, mentally, kind of go out the window. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is finals times, uh, finals time. And both of these teams, they're after that championship. No one, no one's tapping out. You're having the coach pull you out. Um, there's no stopping here. I expect Deladon to go full force. I expect Sue Bird to give us vintage Sue Bird in the mask. I mean, I want, I want to see more um, of that Sue Bird who almost got her mask pulled off and freaked out. I want to see more of that. I want to see more Elena Deladon getting pissed off. I, I want to see the, if you will, the the friendly giants of this league, and and it's not a pun for for Deladon, but it's a pun for Sue Bird. I want to see them kind of break out of their their respectable nice shell and start the shit talk, if you will. I want to see them go go face to face and really battle it out, get into their villain esque um, uh, bag of tricks, if you will. 
Well, I think we're going to see a little bit of anything and everything, you know, uh, we're going to see moments of sheer greatness out of them. We're going to see moments where, you know, people lull out and other people have to step up and uh, maybe un- unsuspecting, you know, characters are going to step up and play key roles. I mean, you know, look at look at Ariel Atkins, who has been arguably one of the top two rookies of the season so far. And just just the level of play that she's been at. Uh, Natasha Cloud for DC, kind of that spark plug that makes this team go. And it is glaringly evident when she's not out on the floor with them. And there's just everything that she brings to the table from a leadership standpoint, an energy standpoint. You could go you know, down the line when it comes to you know Seattle from Jewel Lloyd to Stewart to Bird. I mean, they're obviously very um, f- first five heavy. Um, Washington gets a little bit further into their bench, but I mean, there's so much greatness in this game. There are so many storylines in this game. And I I do, I think we're going to see Jordan Canada really thrive in moments where she steps up and hits a big shot. We're going to see greatness. We're going to continue to see greatness from Sue Bird. Um, obviously Brandon Stewart and Elena Deladon are, you know, at times going to throw the team completely on their back and to what extent I think is going to be, um, hard to, you know, hard to, to, well, to be determined, but this is what it's all about. You know, that the greatest team is going to compete. And if you look at these two teams, you know, you've got, you know, Seattle leaves the series two to one, uh, the, the first two games, uh, late May, early July, they played at Seattle, um, with Seattle taking both of those games. Elena Deladon did not play in the first matchup. Um, the storm beat the mystics 81 77. So a very close game. That was when, the period of time when Deladon was out, um, she had some some illness going on at that time. And then the next meeting, July 8th, um, the Storm beat the Mystics 97 to 91. So again, first two games were by a margin of an average of five points. <laughs> you know, and so these are uh, close competitive games, as you can tell. These are two teams that if you just kind of go down the line, they match up extremely well. Um, and they're like... Rachel, I want to ask you actually real quick, because it's interesting you brought that up. Looking at the two series uh, that we just saw in the semifinals, Seattle and Phoenix, uh, DC and Atlanta, both of those series, I never really thought that any of the games would be blowouts. Looking at this series, I would not be surprised if we see a game or two that are, you know, a, a large margin of victory. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I mean, they even just just based on what these teams are capable of doing offensively, um, and their ability to just com- go completely off. Um, and then the other team to kind of be struggling defensively. And, and so both of these teams can get going. Both of these teams have serious firepower when it comes to um, the talent on their rosters, especially when it comes to Seattle. And even in their last meeting, last two, last time these two teams met was in D.C. The Mystics routed Seattle 100-77. Deladon goes off for 30 points. You know, Latoya Sanders finished with a double-double. So you, you kind of see it. It Just just look at the history of the, the their three meetings this season. We had a couple close ones and then a blowout. Um, so I, I think it's going to be that that similar pattern. I think for the most part, you know, say this thing goes to, goes to five games, you know, three of them are probably going to be extremely close. And there might be two that kind of – and when I say out of hand, you know, could be, you know, 12 points or more um, kind of in terms of just a, the margin of victory. But I do think it's possible because, you again – They've proven that when these teams get hot and they get going and, and they're feeling it, there's there's no letting up. So something interesting I want to bring up is, well, the Brianna Stewart in, in this these three games that they've played, she scores 25, she scores 25, and, of course, in their loss, 
she scores 10. So she's going to be a player that I'm going to keep, be keeping my eye out on. Um, when it came down to it, though, both of these series, to me, said how important and how, not underrated because people talk about it all the time, but how important and how undervalued, maybe, um, playoff experiences. The re- And I talked about this in the last time we, we chatted, Rachel. The reason I think... Uh, the Mercury, sorry, the Mystics were able to pull off victory is because of Christy Tolliver and Elena Deladon. Obviously, other players had great games. Atkins had never been in, a, you know, a, a series like that before, but she had a great game. And then you flip it over, Storm, uh, for them to win, people started to panic and everything was put onto Sue Bird. So I guess in in the the case of playoff experience, not necessarily most games and stuff like that, but just overall playoff uh, icy veins, if you will. Which team do you think has the advantage between uh, the D.C. Mystics and the uh, the Seattle Storm? It's interesting because as soon as you ask that, my initial reaction is, want to, say, is to want to say Seattle. Um, but then you step back and you realize, man, they haven't been in this situation for like eight years. Um, but I still say Seattle, and that's for one reason, Sue Bird. What she's capable of doing, what she showed us the other night. And I do think, you know, for someone like Brianna Stewart, Brianna Stewart is not just like your average, everyday, um, great <laughs> um, MVP out there. You got to remember, Brianna, Stewart's, Brianna Stewart is, has played at the highest levels of, of everything that's entirely possible. Coming from Connecticut, she's used to winning. She's used to being a champion. She is able to, like you said, icy veins. She's got those icy veins, and she can elevate her, her game to that level where, you know, when... when uh, players need to step up and make plays, she can do that. And we know that about Brianna Stewart. And ultimately, that's what these um, these finals come down to. This is what postseason or playoff time is all about, is play- players going out there and making plays under high-pressure situations and elevating their game to that next level. And so we've seen it with Sue Bird. She's been on this stage. She's won championships. Um, she's proven that she can do whatever it takes to go get that win. And I think, you know, just kind of what she did in those last, what was it, five minutes, 38 seconds um, of game five against Phoenix. You know, if anything, if she, if she needed help with confidence, she's going to be going into this thing. I mean, I, I think she's a woman on a mission. She is not going to be denied. We're going to see more of that um, in these next uh, these next few games. There's no doubt about it. But it's not to hold anything against Washington. But – this is a situation that they've not been in, you know, from top to bottom, um, you know, m- the majority of that team. So I think, you know, really both teams across the board are pretty inexperienced, especially Washington and just as a franchise. Um, but honestly, I mean, you know, I mean, what, how, how many championships or how many um, finals has Christy Tolliver been in? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I want to say she's been in two. That's what I was thinking, but I'm not sure. We'll look. I mean, at the, the, the way we'll look into that, but like the way I look at it is, you know, Elena Deladon has been to a finals. She didn't compete in all the games in that finals. Um, so like that, obviously, like she was a starter when she did compete. So she's a little bit higher on that radar than uh, the likes of Natasha Howard. Um, and then you kind of flip it to Sue Bird versus Christy Tolliver, and I think you know when it comes down to it. I don't know if this is rightfully so because Christie has been there of more recently, but I kind of what you were saying, I go towards bird. I just think she has that cool, calm, collective attitude that, I mean, Tolliver also has, 
but I just have a little bit more confidence in Sue Bird. So I think it's kind of a wash, to be quite honest. And then you look at offenses, and I think ceiling-wise, um, I'd say the Storm's offense ceiling-wise is a little bit higher, and the Mystics' floor uh, is a little bit lower. Um, so I, th- I think it really comes down to defense. Both these teams have been six- at their best successful-wise when their defense is really stepped up. So I'm looking to people, you know, who are going to come off the bench, who are going to be that spark plug. To me, I was shocked when LA won the finals without really going into their bench. Uh, and I and I said this many times, it's going to come down to which of these teams. The finals, to me, does not come down to the starting five because I think we know what they're going to do. We're going to see a lot of greatness from them. It comes down to one or two players off the bench who can truly be that that it factor. And and I'm looking at uh, Kayla, Mose Lewis. I'm looking at uh, Jordan Canada, maybe a little bit Noel Quinn, Sammy Wickham. Maybe she'll step up. But then on, on D.C. side, it's interesting. You know, you got uh, Tiana Hawkins, who has had her moments this season. You got Maisha Hines-Allen, who, uh, I mean, someone, I'm going to talk to the people of Breaking Tea. Someone needs to make a T-shirt of her called The Bully because she's just a bully. She just knocks people around and has no regard for anybody who's not on her team. Um, that's someone who they need to lock down for a long-term contract, in my opinion. Uh, and then you got Monique Curry and Ariel Powers. I mean, like, it's it's a really, really interesting uh, bench play, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. And I don't know I don't know who has the advantage. I know you kind of think Mystics might there, but talk to me, Rachel. Break it down. Who do you think is going to be that it player off the bench? Well, I'm going to disagree with you in terms of a consistent effort in terms of winning a championship. I do think, that, like you said, each game has its own storyline in terms of different players that step up. One game, it might be Ariel Atkins that really hits the headline. It might be Jordan Canada. It might be someone else that comes in and kind of um, excels beyond their traditional role. But you know what? Finals and championships come down to your best players making plays. The, the, the teams that make the right plays as a collective unit, as a whole, who've been making plays all year long are the ones that are going to win that game. So, or that, that series. So, I mean, it's tough. I mean, you know, because I think it's, it's completely, it's, it's, it's hard to predict. Um, but, but, you know, in terms of your it player, <laughs> I'm not going to sound like I'm reinventing the wheel here, but for Washington, it's, it's Elena Deladon. She's, she's got to be able to be the best player on the floor. She's got to be able to elevate, throw this team on her back and do what Deladon does. Um, and for Seattle, like at this point right now, I kind of go back and forth, but it's got to be Brianna Stewart. You know, she's got to be calm and steady and do what she does, which she will. We know she will. Um, putting up big time numbers. Um, but beyond that, the obvious, you know, I think for Seattle, Sue Bird doing what she's doing to me, that's the X factor for Seattle, especially from what we saw the other night. She wants this thing and they want, they want to get it for her. And that is very evident. And so finding a way to stop that, we're not just talking about, Oh, Sue Bird versus Christy Tolliver. I don't even think those two belong in the same sentence, if you want my honest opinion. But we're talking about Sue Bird, who's a legend of the game. Who? <laughs> I mean, uh, I agree. I agree. And that's not a knock to Christy Tolliver. No, not at all. We're just talking about Sue Bird here. So it, it has nothing to do with, you know, with, there's no one else like her in the league. There's no one else out there. You know, we, it's just, it's who she is. It's, it's what she's done. And so I just think that we're going to see, we're going we're gonna to continue to see greatness from Sue Bird. 
um, and Brianna Stewart. Those are the two that, that have got to get it done for, you know, across the board, whether it's three games to five games for Washington, you know, it, honestly, I'm, I'm loving what Ariel Atkins is bringing to the table. It's hard to put that much on a rookie, but she was that X factor, especially, you know, a few of those games in that Atlanta series, how, how steady she was and, um, the, the toughness plays that she came up with and at, at pivotal moments, things that don't always necessarily show up in the stat sheet. When Ariel Atkins is doing that, they're really hard to beat. And she makes everybody around her better in terms of offensive rebounds or assists and getting the ball where it needs to go, taking charges and making big time plays. Um, if she can find a way to keep that going the way she played, especially in, in game five of that last series, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm just telling you that right now. Well, the, what I'm going to even add to that, put a little cherry on the top, is D.C. struggled because when Deladon went down, a lot of pressure was put on Natasha Cloud. And I'll be honest, uh, you know I'm one of her biggest hype people. In Game 4, she didn't show up. Um, and that, er, sorry, in, in Game 3 she didn't show up. And in Game 4 she also struggled. And that was part of a, an issue that caused them to throw powers in a little bit more. And it kind of... Put, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I think a lot of times people were looking around like, what are we going to do? Natasha's not getting it done. And Atkins kind of stepped up and was like, why is everybody looking around? And started to make those same plays that, and obviously in her own Atkins-style way, but, but she was doing the plays that typically I find so valuable from Natasha Cloud. So for me, what that does for Mystics moving forward into this final series of the season is it gives them an opportunity to say, hey, you know, we have somebody who when one of us is struggling, one of our key components is struggling, Atkins can step up. And I just think it's a huge motivator for any team to, to be in a dogfight and be able to look up and see a rookie performing so well and these vets to go, well, hell, if this rookie's doing it, like, well, I got to get my stuff together. What's interesting about these two teams, and I think is going to be fun to see, is um, their ability to play beyond the arc. We, you know, it's 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 obviously uh, well known for people who have watched both these teams, but for those who don't, we're looking at two teams that they rely heavily on their three point shot. Okay, so Seattle led the league. A uh, little over 31% of their points come from beyond the arc on average. And just right behind that was Seattle at 29.8. So you're seeing both teams that, that rely on that shot, especially Washington. They want to shoot as many as they can get up uh, within rhythm and that, that, that makes sense within their offense. So that'll be a part, part of the game that's going to be fun. One difference in between these two teams, though, is going to be the pace in which they play, you know, Seattle, they want to get out and run. They want to push it in transition between bird, between Canada. You know, they, they get a ton of points when it comes to just uh, pushing the ball as fast as they can. I think they led the league uh, when it came to transition points this year, at least in the regular season. So they, they play a little bit faster than Washington does in terms of just possessions. Um, but, you know, Ma Washington has shown, Moments too, where, where they you know they'll get it down the floor and they'll they'll take a quick shot within the possession. So you know we could see some games here that are really high scoring, going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, this is going to be an exciting finals um, when it comes down to it. But you know, as one thing, one one thing we did kind of talk about was just the bench scoring, uh, just breaking that down a little bit more. The fact that uh, Washington can go a little bit deeper into their bench, Seattle does kind of primarily rely on that that starting five. But again, you never know. <laughs> Who's it going to be any given night? 
Uh, players have got to step up. Players have got to make a difference. But you did you mentioned it earlier in this uh, in this podcast the fact that you know just being able to defend. Who can get stops again? Defense wins championships. You hear the cliches, but it's true. Um, being able to remain poised, to come up with consistent stops, uh, stops back to back. Basketball is a game of runs. Both teams are going to go on runs. You're going to see Seattle going a ton of runs. You're going to go. You're going to see Washington going a ton of runs. Whatever team can handle the other one the best, remain poised, come up with one, two, three, maybe even four consistent stops in a row where you get a stop and then you come down and you're poised and you're able to capitalize on it, taking care of the basketball, get yourself a good shot. Um, this is a game of possessions and it's a, it's a game of runs. So it's just going to be a lot of fun from that standpoint, but it all comes down to stops, coming up with stops, remaining poised and coming up with consistent stops. So um, we both know that, you know, we, we all know that the teams are extremely um, well-versed in the offensive side of things. That's going to be a ton of fun to watch, but pay attention to just the defensive end of the floor, how teams are playing and how well they're doing in terms of getting consistent stops. Yeah. Something I want to add to that, because I think you kind of nailed it perfectly is my concerns, my personal concerns. Um, DC, when their back was against the wall, when Atlanta, uh, you know, EDD's out, Atlanta's full force, it's a close game, but Atlanta had a couple big shots and whatnot. Um, it really, to me, it showed a lot how DC did not give up. They were down on themselves, but as they said in the post game, and as we saw many times, they left it all on the court. Seattle, in some of those games, there was times where, and obviously you're not going to have that same experience where Diana Trossi is just stabbing you in the back every five seconds, but, you know, there's something to be said of, there was times where Seattle just looked, not not exhausted physically, but emotionally, and and I started to lack, and I, now this question just keeps nagging in my head, do they have the fire of a champion? Do they have it when it's the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden, DC is able to string together four stops and they're down nine points with two minutes left. Do they have that extra gear? Um, I mean, that's really the questions in my mind. So I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to delay any longer because we've already delayed like 20 odd minutes. (laughs) Rachel, it's time for prediction. I mean, I feel like during the playoffs, our podcast, we're literally just us delaying as long as we could but until we finally had to make predictions um time to make yeah. predictions okay predictions for game one i'm gonna go with seattle um they're going to win 91 no no no. i take that back i take that back i'm sorry 81 to 75 81 75 see this is tough um Something we didn't talk about, and I just want to bring up real quick, and, and this is going to play a lot into my my decision. I think DC is somehow going to pull up an upset in game 191-89. Um, real close game. And the only reason I think that is Coach T has expressed many times this playoffs how important, and this is even like unprompted, how important and how big a deal it is for you to be able to go into some when you're not the the hosting team for the first two games to go in and pull off that victory. Um, and also, side note, still really pissed off, really upset about where the Mystics are playing for the WNBA Finals. They're playing all the way out in 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 middle of nowhere, Virginia, which is definitely going to affect their home court advantage. So I think 
This team is going to realize that. They're going to come out guns blazing game one, try and steal that victory. Um, I, I got to make a prediction for the series, and I think Seattle wins the series. Um, but I think DC takes game one. Rachel, you kind of shied away from a series prediction. Now's the time to make yeah. it so we can't go back because we both know we're going right, to be no. flip-flopping during the series. So I've, I've got Seattle. Quick. I've got Seattle winning it all. Um, but I will say Washington has got to find a way to steal one of these at Seattle in order to give themselves a chance. I'll agree with that. I'll say if, if Washington can pull off one of those. If Washington wins, it's in four. Um, Seattle, I could see three or five. Uh, but if it goes to five, I don't have faith in Washington. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if Washington can't pull off a win in Seattle, I, I don't see them going back to Seattle. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yeah yeah all right all right well we agree hey foghorn for that this has been the WNBA insider show previewing the w8 WNBA 2018 finals seattle is taking on washington for an epic battle make sure to tune in on all the different espn and abcs